I'll tell you why things can get ugly in a good way for Jacksonville on Sunday in Indianapolis. And I'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me. Tony Wiggins here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast, your Jaguars daily podcast, because it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen, reminding you that we are free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe and also check out the YouTube page as well. The Locked On Jaguars YouTube page. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash forward slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com forward slash locked on NFL. All right. The Jags are two and three headed to Indianapolis to play the Colts, a team that they had already beaten in week two rather convincingly. In fact, both Jaguars victories this year have been convincing wins. They outscored the Colts and the Chargers in successive weeks, 62-10. to Their losses, though, have been kind of ugly, right? Marred with turnovers, the lack of offensive production, in particular in the last loss against Houston at home this past week. So you've had beautiful wins and ugly losses. Here's the two things you haven't had. You haven't had a, a little cute loss, which means where you played lights out and it went down to the wire and 41-38 and you could have won. Both teams was just firing on all cylinders. You haven't had the little cute loss, and that's usually the one that people sort of find a silver lining in, right? But you also haven't had the ugly win. That's what I think the Jaguars will get this week in Indy. A game where they don't do everything correctly. Just like the ugly losses when they did some boneheaded things, but they ended up with the ball in their hand in all three games within one score, being able to at least tie. And I think against Washington, they could have taken the lead. And even last week against Houston, they could have taken the lead if they scored a touchdown. That would have been an ugly win. It would have been a a game where, you know, you say, you know what? It wasn't cute, but it wasn't pretty, but they got the W, and that's all that matters. I think they're due for one of those games. They're due for one of those games because I don't think that this is going to be an easy contest the way it was in week two against the Colts. I don't believe that the Jaguars already know how to bounce back and come. I think they're going to have to work their way to everything that they get. And you're going to, we're going to all appreciate it more when they finally get there. But I really believe Jacksonville is going to have to grind and work and learn how uh, to overcome in-game, to overcome some of the mistakes that they make. And that's why I predict this Sunday is going to be an ugly, ugly win. I'll tell you what the score is in segment three. I'll give you a score prediction and talk about the ramifications of Ben Barch's injury. In segment two, I'll tell you why this win is, or this game, I've I've already claimed victory, right? 
But I'll tell you why this game is so important from an optic standpoint. At two and three, you're one game under 500. At two and four, you're two games under 500, and you're training in the wrong direction. And we know what that means around here. So I'll tell you why I don't want to start looking ahead to the future. But why I lost, I think, will kind of start taking us to that to that place. But right now, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen in this game. I think the Colts are going to come out with a little bit of revenge. And as many times as the Jaguars have beaten the Colts here, the Jaguars have lost in Indy. It always seems like they split, and Jacksonville always seems to win the game played in Jacksonville. And the Colts seem to find a way to win an ugly game that's played in Indianapolis. I don't believe Jonathan Jonathan Taylor is going to play based on our crossover we did with Zach Hicks from Locked On Colts. But I do know that with the presence of Alec Pierce as well as Michael Pittman, the Colts have some young receivers that have played pretty well the last couple of weeks for quarterback Matt Ryan. I know the Colts have a banged-up offensive line, but I'm sure they'll come up with some sort of game plan for Matt Ryan to get the ball out of his hands very quickly. And then the Colts still have some very, very good players on defense. They have a good defensive line. They have guys who can rush the passer. They have an all-pro linebacker. They have some young secondary parts and pieces that are pretty decent. So I'm just looking for for a game that's going to probably be a lot closer than than the one uh, Jacksonville played here. But I'm hoping that what the Jaguars do is find a way to do something that they haven't done. And that's when the type of game where things don't go just as scripted and, and where things don't go exactly the way the chiefs, I mean, uh, the Chargers game and the first coach game, they went perfect. The first game they lost against Washington, they played well. That's the, that's as close to being a cute loss as you can get because they played well, moved the ball, but just didn't score once they got in the scoring territory. And then they made this march and came back and they did all of the things you want to do. They got an interception. They got sacks. They took the lead. That's a that that's that's sort of a cute loss, right? But not really because they still had enough ugly in that game that you don't really consider it a cute loss. I mean, what I mean by a cute loss is where you literally do everything right offensively and score points. And then on defense, the defense plays well, but the other team is just hot too. I mean, you can see, you, you've seen that happen before. We look back at Buffalo and Kansas City's game that went in overtime and they were scoring like 28 points in the last, it felt like 28 points in the last 30 seconds, right? No one talks about bad defense except on the play that Tyreek Hill caught and ran for a touchdown. Everybody just talks about f- fabulous offense and there's just nothing you can do about it because both teams were going up and down the field. That's what I call a cute loss. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. But I would rather have an ugly win than a cute loss. You know why? Because when you look at the standings, it's marked there as a win and not a loss. And nobody is going to look back and care how good the game looked or how ugly the game looked as long as you have a win. Case in point, the Giants. Everybody keeps talking about the Giants aren't that good. The Giants are 4-1. You can say what you want to say about them. They're 4-1. And at some point, you are what your record indicates you are. Therefore, one football team, whether you like how it looks or not, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure the Jaguar fans would take that in a heartbeat as opposed to being 
two and three as they are now. I'll give you more here in segment two on Locked on Jaguars as we're going to talk about how we don't want apathy to kick in and for everyone to start looking towards the future. I'm going to let you know about LinkedIn, man, because these days every now, every new potential hire can feel like it's all high stakes, man, right? So at LinkedIn, you want to make sure you absolutely maximize your ability if you own a company to get good people associated with your company. Here's what you got to do, man. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people to your team fast and for free. What you got to do is add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. This is what worked when my daughter got out of the military, man. She tapped into LinkedIn. She was hooked up uh, with a great company. And the day she got out of off active duty, she had gainful employment. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, man. We'll give you some terms and conditions here on segment two of Locked on Jaguars. We don't want to get to where the one thing that we have been, I've been preaching anyway, that I've been trying to escape or or get away from is the past. Uh, Y'all remember my message about uh, having amnesia and and how you have to not have a hangover. I've even used the term uh, Stockholm syndrome to where you can't expect other people to believe you're not who you used to be if you yourself still think you're that. I've seen a little bit of it creep back in since the Jaguars have made some Jaguar-type mistakes, right, in the last couple of games, and they've gotten a Jaguars-type result in both of those games as well. And it happened in week one, too. And usually what happens when you do that, folks start giving up on the season and start looking at and thinking, okay, where can we improve? What can we do differently? Who can we get that'll be better in these situations? Blah, blah, blah. And I get it and I understand because everyone longs for the day that you don't have to search for it anymore, that you can just enjoy your football team being good. And even if they lose a game, it's not the end of the world, right? But right now, Jaguar fans are still too inclined to think that it's the same old, same old because it's still so close. It, it, it went on for so long, and it's, and we're still so close to just these teams looking so bad year after year after year after all the promise and enthusiasm. And this year is no different, and I get it, and I understand. I totally understand why people could get upset. I absolutely do. And I know why, and I feel it. It's because those wounds are still fresh. And just when you thought you had gotten away from it as a Jaguar fan, up jumped the boogie and all of a sudden, it has remnants of it still being there. It's kind of like having a dirty house and then cleaning your house with all of these cleaning products. First day, it feels good. Sooner or later, that stench and that funk starts coming up from all of that fabric on that couch and that 
and that rug and you realize you don't need to spray that stuff down anymore. You need to move it out and get rid of it. And y'all know that's why I was like, clean slate, get rid of everybody. Don't keep anybody that has anything to do with the past here. And one of those reasons is because I was really hoping that if the Jaguars did have a setback or two, that it wouldn't feel the same and you wouldn't have someone in the building that's still connected to. Now, for the most part, everyone's moved on and everyone's changed, with the exception of Trent Baalke, who took a lot of grief from a lot of people, then got a lot of attaboys and I'm sorry after the first four weeks of the season. And now he's gone back to taking a beating again because folks are talking about depth, lack of wide receiver, lack of playmakers at receiver, um, not enough depth on the defensive line. All of these things that people are bringing up about the team, not a tight end. And you're not going to fix all of that stuff in one year. And the ebb and flow of going back and forth between Trent Baalke being a bad guy and a good guy and a bad guy, I think it'll go back to being a good guy again as soon as they win a couple of games. But this is just, if you're not familiar with it, this is just what happens with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And then when it doesn't even seem like it's going as bad as it used to be, if it starts to feel anything like that, folks are going to start. I know folks talk about, man, ah, this is why I don't waste my time. I ain't going to those games no more. It's you're two and three. If you get to three and three, you win a game, no matter how ugly to tap back into what we said in segment one, no matter how ugly the game is. If you get back to three and three, you're at 500. You're sitting in a good spot in the division. You have some very winnable games on your schedule where you can say, okay, after six games on 500, we got 11 more. Can, can we can we do seven and four in those 11 games? That's the kind of silver lining that you're going to start looking at. You're two and four, man, and you start looking at it in the prospect of you winning seven out of your last 11 when you've lost three straight don't seem like they're that good. That's when you're wondering then if you're going to get four out of your last seven, which will give you – that'll give you a six and 11 season. And then that'll mean that these these steps are baby steps. The, this is, this improvement is is like yeah, you walking, but you, you you still wobbling. You know what I'm saying? And then you start looking at things like, well, how can they fix it? And then when you find out the Jaguar salary cap is a little bit ugly, and they're gonna be able to fix it because the cap isn't real. Everybody can fix it, but when you find that out. The thing that's going the thing that'll start setting in is you're going to start wondering if Trevor's the answer. And you're going to wonder, are they behind the eight ball? How can they, while he's still on a rookie deal, if, if you do think he's the answer, how can they build a team around him without a buku salary cap? And now you're stuck in never, never land because you won six games. So you pick an eighth or ninth in the draft. So you might not get the type of player that you want. Although you might be better off picking down there because the things that are high, up high in the draft are things you probably don't necessarily need. So you might get somebody to fall to you. But see, even this whole conversation pains me. It hurts my back to even sit here and talk like this because I don't want to talk about next year because that's what we've been accustomed to doing and I wanted to get away from it. That's why it's so important for them to win this game, even if they don't win it in a pretty way, even if it's just ugly. They need to get a victory in Indy. They need to win a game on the road. They need to go up and dominate in certain areas, at least, and just find a way 
to scrap it out at the end. I don't care if they win with a walk-off field goal. They just need to do whatever they can do to get to three and three because the base is going to be almost it's almost going to be to the point where it's unbearable. And when y'all are unbearable, it makes me unbearable because we have to be unbearable together. And I don't want to be unbearable right now. I'm not in the mood for it. I'm ready. I'm ready for them to, to get a victory in Indianapolis. So I'm going to tell you if I think they're going to do it, if they are going to do it, I'm going to give you a score why they're going to do it. We'll recap everything we talked about here today. And then I'm going to tell you why the injuries to certain players are very, very disheartening. And certain guys you just really still want to see on the field performing, like Ben Barch, who won't be back out there this season. So we'll discuss that here and more on Locked on Jaguars in segment number three. After I give you guys this information about our friends over at BetOnline.net, it is your number one source for football betting info this season. Man, with so many guys banged up early in the year, whether or not Dak is going to come back, all of these things. You're going you're to need the best info and intel you can get on those subjects. And the place to get that is BetOnline.net because you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting up to 10 up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including major league baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. The Yankees got ranked out. That game will be played uh, today at one. So we'll see if they can continue their role towards the title. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more because bet online is where the game starts you start here with us every single day on locked on jaguars making us your first listen and we are grateful that you do that reminding you that we're free on all platforms as well something else i got to tell you about man before i give you my prediction for this uh sunday's game is we all give great predictions and we all here the locked on podcast network can tell you what we think is going to happen the keys to victory the things that we believe are going to occur in the game so it's called the nfl key predictions every single local expert for the locked on nfl network give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the nfl weekend right including Sunday and Monday night football. So they'll take the five biggest key predictions of the biggest games of the weekend. So follow NFL key predictions is what it's called. The NFL key predictions is available every Friday on locked on NFL available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now, I wonder if we made the cut. Are we a big prediction or big game this week? I don't know, but in order for us to, at some point, get to that point, need to win. The Jaguars need to win. I think they will. And I think they'll do it in the fashion that I talked about in segment one. I think they'll win a very ugly game. It's a road win. Don't care how it looks, as long as it is what it is. You ever cook the dish and the dish doesn't look, oh, you ain't present it correctly. It doesn't look like it looked on Food Network or it doesn't look like it looked on the recipe. 
but it still tastes good or it's bussing, as everybody says. Well, <clears throat> I want this weekend's game to be bussing. Regardless if it comes with proper presentation, I just want it to taste good. And the only way it tastes good is if you get it. We need to get to three and three and try to get back on track. It'll be another divisional game. The Jags will then be over 500 in the division. And I think they're going to get it. I'm going to go 20 to 17 Jacksonville. Losing 17-14 and then in the fourth quarter, going two drives and end up getting field goals, get points on the last two. The last of which, less than a minute to play. And the Jags hold off and walk out with a 20-17 to win. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, one of the things that has to happen also is they have to remain injury-free. Um, they've done that um, pretty much for the most part this season with the exception of a few nagging injuries. But one in particular is bothersome. It's Foyle, uh, not Foyle, but uh, Folo uh, Fatukazi. He's banged up, has a quad problem. And that's at a, a position, a critical position, because he's so important to their base defense. But another one is left guard Ben Bartu's out for the season, I believe, on IR. The thing is, the one that the thing that bothers me about that is because I have forever said that they needed another guard to replace Bart. And he had started to play better. But I still was in the I was I was still in the thought process that they probably still needed someone to replace him, and then he would be what Tyler Shatley is now. That's how you elevate. You elevate your team by guys that are pretty good on an okay team becoming reserves on a really good team. And I would think that Barch would be really good as a swing guard. And if you could upgrade the position. The thing is, is though, is when a guy gets hurt and he gets hurt and he gets injured, right as he's turning the corner and starting to play better, the last thing you remember, especially if you're the people that evaluate him, was, no, nah, we're fine at that position. He was fine. He had turned it around. So you automatically assume that he's going to keep that ascension going next year so you don't go out and you don't bother going out and, re and finding a guy to replace him. You never know what how high he was going to go. Does improvement mean uh, good enough? Not necessarily. You can improve, but still just – not prove that you're that dude. Like you want the Jaguars to potentially get like an all-star at that position if they can. So no more injuries, especially the ones that don't allow you to properly evaluate that particular player for the future, even though we hate talking about the future, but also no more injuries because you don't get a chance to evaluate guys who are still healthy properly. If they're running behind if, if for instance, you want to really evaluate James Robinson and, and Travis Etienne, and if they you can't get a full uh, evaluation of who they are, or Trevor Lawrence, if the line in front of them is inadequate. So the injuries hurt not only the player and you being able to evaluate that particular player, but it hurts you from being able to evaluate the team because now everyone's playing around the fact that you don't have your starter into the game. And more importantly is that you have a lesser player playing for him. And it creates a situation where tapping into that depth, it kind of makes you extend your resources a little bit, and it probably affects your play calling. So no more injuries, please, especially at these positions where the Jaguars just absolutely cannot afford it. 
that would really help. So I predict that the Jaguars, hopefully they'll stay healthy. I predict they'll also win this weekend, 20 to 17. I don't know if you noticed this, but your boy hasn't picked the Jaguars to lose yet. I haven't picked the Jaguars to lose yet. I wonder if Peacock and Williamson think they're going to win this weekend. You can find out by listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. It is one of the greatest NFL shows that you're ever going to hear because Brian Peacock is super. He's the host of Locked On 49ers, too, with um, Eric Crocker. But here he's with Matt Williamson, a former NFL scout, who is one of the people who actually picked the Jaguars to play really well this year. So make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's on the Odyssey app and on YouTube as well. All right. So normally I do a uh, a postcast right after the game. I will be traveling. I will be actually on the road after the Jaguars game is over. So I will do a postcast or or reaction show that night when I get back. I'll be driving. So um, hopefully I'll have a chance to get a response to you guys immediately after the game. Uh, with a, with a little quick hit and then um, a postcast to that will come probably not as quickly as uh, I have been uh, doing them uh, early this season, but I will get you something Sunday night to check out. Make sure you tune in every single day to Locked On Jaguars podcast, making us your first listen. We are very uh, appreciative of you doing that. And until next time, we'll see you. Make sure you take care of each other, man, and have a good weekend and go Jags.